Welcome to Mindfully Integrative Podcast with your host, Dr. Damaris G. Mindfully Integrative is a podcast discussing ways toward mindfully incorporating integrative health into our lives. This podcast will have informative resources, fun topics, interviews, and discussions relatable for today with a true mindful perspective in a mind-body holistic life approach. Hello. This is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, and thank you again for joining in on the Mindfully Integrative podcast. And I just wanted to let you know of our upcoming events and things. So if you want to know and reach out, our resources and our membership is opening soon. So check out mindfullyintegrative.com for more fun and more info. Thanks so much, and talk with you soon. Hi, how are you? This is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, and this is the Mindfully Integrative Show. And today we have a wonderful guest and mindful chat with Laura Lewis Barr. She is an award-winning, um, I'm going to say it wrong, but she's a filmmaker and an educator, but it's actually that short films, they're stop motion films. Is that correct? Yes. All right. So, and I'm just so excited for her to be on the show because it's a different way of um, kind of talking about mindfulness and an integrative approach to our life. So thank you so much for being on the show. I know that you have a world of personal growth and things to talk about. So um, how are you today? Super excited. Super excited to be with you. Thank you so much. So um, let's kind of get into it. I usually ask just a quick fun fact, um, something that people don't know about you. Well, I think many people wouldn't know that my mother was in love with musical comedy and she had me and my brother taking tap dancing lessons when we were children. <laughs> oh my gosh. So are you like a dancer too? Like with all of Oh, no, but it does, you know, I took voice for years and my degrees in the theater. So I've just been sort of living this mythic artistic story life um much of my life i i had to do day jobs but um yeah that that world of story has been there forever and and musical comedy was sort of what i did as a kid and have you been doing um the stop motion film and work for for years so that's only been about 3 or 4 years and when the oh. pandemic hit um, I went into it more full time because I was teaching storytelling um, to groups and couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And yeah. so I just started um, really making these films. That's really neat. I mean, it, it's taken off, right? Yeah, well, it is my passion and it is an integration. So I was studying to be a psychologist and then I had this theater. So it was always theater, psychology, theater, psychology. And okay. now they've come together. They've come together. See, so that's there's your so amazing. I knew there was a story here. You <laughs> had to talk to me about it because I mean, I'm in a yoga and, and, and uh, you know, nursing. And yeah, there, so let's talk about this. So what you were a psychologist or you were studying psychology at one point? Studying. Okay. Studying clinical psychology and oh. then drama won out. And I, I went and got my degrees in, in theater. And then many, many years later, I went back and started reading all of this Jungian psychology. And the Jungians are really into fairy tales. Mm -hmm. 
And so I was reading fairy tales and exploring them and exploring them with groups. Sometimes I would be leading. Um, and that there's a therapeutic, and then I started doing research, there's a whole therapeutic use of fairy tales out there. When I started doing stop motion, fairy tales became sort of the perfect short vehicle for these short 10-minute films. So in a way, almost like a mindfulness-like stories to get people in. Yeah. Yeah. They're amazing. Fairy tales are amazing. In a way it's like a guided, it's like a guided like store or guided tour of of something to get them into like a, another state of mind. Right. A guided tour of your inner self. That's amazing. It is. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's an art, right? right? So when we're involved in arts, there's a depth that you never reach that I never reach. So as I work, so right now I'm working, finishing, I'm finishing um, the Grail legend and my take, my modernization on the hunt for the Holy Grail, which is very related to fairy tales. It's like a fairy tale. And so I'm immersed in what is the Grail? What is it to seek it? What is my Grail? You know, so these deep, deep, deep questions Um, I live with for many months as I make these films. And then hopefully the viewer starts to live with those questions too. Wow. So when you're kind of diving into these stories, do you find that they've kind of opened up even more for you or for your clients or, or, or people that watch them? Do they come, people reach out to you and say, wow, I feel like this has been Or is there a certain fairy tale that's opened up certain things? Like, is there a psychology behind that? Like certain fairy tales open up a certain kind of. Yeah, there's a lot of psychology. um, And if people were to Google uh, fairy tales and psychology, there's, Mm -hmm. there's just a ton. um, The Jungians are always writing about this and I'm not a Jungian psychologist, but I, I have a passion for it. I'm voracious about it. And so continue to study. And there are Jungian groups around the country. So the Maine, as in the state of Maine, Maine Jung Center um, has a fairy tale group I've been involved with since the pandemic. I'm in Chicago, but I can be in Maine. And um, they had me do a program for them about my, my fairy tales. And they are really loving. So I'll be going out there again in September. Um, so, yeah, there are people who adore sort of this psychological exploration and fairy tales and stop motion. They're just fun. They're just yummy combinations. They're silly. Um, yeah. Wow. What? Um, so tell me a little bit, like, what's your favorite fairy tale? Ah, I knew you were going to ask me that. I have huh. to ask that now. I mean, you brought it up. I don't know. What's your, like, I mean, I... Think about like, you know, um, Little Red Riding Hood and right. think about like um, Three Little Bears and I don't right. know, what are the fairy tales right. or Rapunzel? I know. What's that? What's the, what's the big so, one? Yeah. I mean, all of those are juicy and all of those can be excavated for a long time. Um, recently, somewhat recently, I did one called The Three Languages. It's a grim tale. Mm-hmm. And the hero, um, so often in these grim tales, the hero is 
the third son who's stupid, the dumbling, the one who nobody thinks has any intelligence at all, and they become the hero, which um, I was coaching myself around that fairy tale this morning because I'm not going to be on this podcast and I don't consider myself an expert. I consider myself a student, but oh, yeah, fair- yes. Oh no, this yes. is so I'm a very open. Um, yes. No, but it's my stuff. But, yeah. but, but that fairy tale comes to my mind because those fairy tales tell you that it's the part of us that doesn't know exactly that often is the way through to the awareness, to the awakening mindfulness. Yeah. It's a mindfulness principle, right? Yeah. Yep. It's an awareness of self. It's looking at the next level of your consciousness and it's okay to not know when realizing you don't know a lot. Like it's what I found getting a doctor, right? You're like, Oh, you have a doctor. I have a doctor. It's great. Okay. But I found out in my expanding of my consciousness that I know nothing. Okay. All right. So what that means to me is that I don't, it's not about your educational things. It's where you are and what you're going to do, you know, and what you're doing with yourself. So yeah, it's an awareness. I mean, this is when I think about your fairy tale conversation, I'm thinking of it like as messaging, right? When I do guided imagery for someone, Uh, I'm trying to message to them. uh, When I think about a fairy tale, there's always that underlying like a lesson. Um, This is what I'm getting from what you're um, it's a, le- a lesson and a message. So these stories are messages. Like you probably, right. And filmmaking, you're probably trying to give a story, right? A story, but like a, a message in the end of some sort. Right. Because these fairy tales have been around for centuries, sometimes millennia. And so they have taken human wisdom and congealed it into this structure that is why everybody loves them and everybody riffs off them. I riff off them. So I want to finish that little tale, the three languages. So the, the dumb um, guy, in my case, it's a, it's the daughter. um, The mother says, I'm, I want you to be educated. I'm going to send you to school. And she comes back. She learned the languages of the dogs and the mother, like, what the heck? Um, I'm sending you off to school again. She comes back. What did you learn? I learned the languages of the birds. The mother's like, you're driving me crazy. I'm sending you to boot camp. She comes back. She learned the language of the frogs. And then, and then the frogs and the birds and the dogs eventually help her overcome and be the hero and marry the prince. And, um, I love that tale about oh, so cool. these you, instinctual languages that we need to learn. And the, um, and the birds. I, yeah. And it probably doesn't seem like it's meaningful to someone, but there is a meaning. Like a dream. There's a lot of meaning and we can learn to get better at recognizing the meaning when we, when we play with them, when we talk to people about them, when we journal them. Yeah. Do you journal a lot? Yeah, I do. You do. It, it is a it is a, a great tool. Yeah, bringing different parts together. Well, that in itself is a is a mindful moment. You know, mindful yeah. aspect. And you probably yeah. journal a lot to even get more more content and work. Right to to do more. Right, right to sort of bring through what's trying to come through from 
the unconscious. Yeah. What yeah. has been um, your favorite work that you've done in your stop motion? Oh, it's usually the one I'm working on. Um, okay. Okay. This one is about the, the the hunt for the grail. It's yeah, the hunt for the girl. Yeah, it's yeah, always really hard. It's really interesting. That's yeah. very spiritual, though. Too. They're all spiritual. So, oh, they're all very spiritual. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. very interesting. I didn't. I didn't. So there's something I'm learning because I didn't see that in in or from somebody on the outside not understanding the work. Sure. So for you, there's a spiritualness in this too when you're building these films. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because I think fairy, yeah, fairy tales. Um, I think they speak to the part of us that is spiritual, psychological, spiritual. So when we don't understand a tale, I think a lot of times it's because, you know, us moderns, we sort of go into this ego brain place and not the place that is of imagination or um, spirit. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I definitely see them as cautionary tales about um, how to live our life well um, and how to, how to surrender to higher power. Um, But I think they're, they're, they're open to interpretation. Other people might not see that. So there, there is like a good and bad, but I guess it's trying to piece together what is the overall picture. Right. Right. Yeah. That's really neat. So yeah. the grail, so the grail, Holy grail. I mean, you're calling it the Holy grail or do you have another name for that? Name. So Percival is the traditional name of the character Percival and the grail. And my title is Percy grows up because I'm always trying to modernize these to make them applicable to today. Mm-hmm. So to me, this became a, an exploration of um, toxic masculinity. I stumbled over saying that because I don't want to get on the men. I mean, I have met toxic masculinity in my, in me too. You know, it's just the, the, the certain part of us that isn't for life that doesn't go toward life. Are you talking so, about more of just trying to like a growth ego, but uh, in a way just just trying to like, you know, get through or like do what you have to do, getting, getting things done or just, or like an overpowering, like an overpowering kind of thing. Well, I think it's when the masculine in the world sort of, um, is the, the sort of killing, you know, oh, war, negativity war is, is like the extreme example of oh, that gotcha. or the way we're, we're killing the planet or, you know, sort of what I'm calling masculine versus feminine, um, energies. Okay. Um, but we have them both and it's not, oh, to, it's not about men, but it, it's, it's about not a certain energy. Okay. Yeah. Energetically on a negative or a positive. Yes. Like, or, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But I think that it, it, it's ways. I mean, that's where the balance comes in. Yes. And, or also understanding you're saying that you have that. We all probably have that type of mentality in some mass. It's just a matter of where we're lying it. Right. Or what we want to do with it. Right. I mean, in some ways it, it just exploring what Jung called the shadow part. What is, what is not, you know, what you're saying growth oriented or, you know, what is, what is destructive and, you know, there is a usefulness to destruction, but it has to be conscious, I think, or 
make it conscious. I don't know. I'm in some deep waters here. Oh no, you're fine. Don't worry. You don't have to get too into it. <laughs> we, yeah, I, I get where, where you're coming from. So overall, did you want to tell me a little bit about, um, kind of where this, I know you said it from your stop motion film came like it's because of the pandemic, right? But what were you doing before that? What was it in your life that kind of you went from clinical psychology, you wanted to transition more into the arts because that was your thing. That was your passion. Um, obviously you use, you know, thoughtful thinking and trying to make messages in your work. What has changed or what, or what was before that stop motion that in your work that really felt like has changed or helped you? Well, I always had sort of two tracks. I was always pursuing the theater. I was writing, directing, I taught. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I went into corporate training to make money. Of and course. I was, I mean, everybody has to do something. Yes. <laughs> I mean, but you know, I mean, depending, but you do both. You did both. Well, I was really lucky because I started to use my creativity to do corporate training in emotional intelligence and storytelling. And Oh, I was, love emotional talents. I'm trying to write a, a storybook for children. In it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing stuff and relates to the theater in some ways because theater is about emotion. Um, so all of that was really good. Directing, writing, all that was good. But the filmmaking is kind of amazing because I, I can do it all on my own. You can. I, I can control it all. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm the master of this domain and, and that's pretty cool. It's a little overwhelming, but uh, very cool too. So it feels like it's been a evolution towards this and uh it feels like it's becoming my career now. And, uh, and I what, I, what career, I just want to sure. do. It's another yeah. path. Yeah. You know, people have two, three, four careers in their life. Exactly. This yeah. Is, this is your new career. This is yes. you. It is me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I love it. I mean, I know that um, I find that you're, it's almost like you're going through your own mindful path getting, you know, changing and transitioning, but you're finding your, you're bringing your message to others. And and that's important. What would you like to share with the audience? Um, a mindful tip, as I say, that, um, has helped guide you. Yeah. I think the big shift in my life in the last part of my life is to recognize that dreams or fantasy stories, um, fairy tales, have a lot of wisdom. And if I can quiet down, if I can get mindful to allow those in, then I can um, shift into new places in myself. I can grow and transform. So the irrational, um, which in earlier days I would have thought was, you know, not that important, I think is really important. That's the mindful tip. That's That takes a really good point in the sense of you're saying irrationality, but really you're saying creativity, right? So that yeah. creativity or that voice of something different doesn't mean that it was wrong. So when I just generally talk about mindfulness and we talk about the non-judgment and the good and the bad, when we were younger, we may have been taught that things are right or wrong. But when I've learned through the years, um, that quietness and this you know, time that you've had for yourself, you've been able to create this beautiful 
message to individuals in this film film way that um, is nor not good or bad. You've you've seen this. It's another side of yourself, another part mm-hmm. and message that you are bringing to others. And um, if you hadn't tapped into it, you wouldn't be where you are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, no, I thank you so much uh, for being on the show. Is there anything additionally you like to share with us? And then also, how can those reach you? Fantastic. Well, uh, my website is Laura, L-A-U-R-A, Lewis, L-E-W-I-S, Bar, B-A-R-R, Laura Lewis Bar Films. Dot com. That's a great way to just catch me on social media, Perfect. all my links. And uh, yeah, I'm so happy to talk with you. This felt like a really nice combination of mindfulness and fairy tale. Yeah, I love it. And so for me, I think my uh, fairy tale, like I said, I think I do the three little bears. And I think that one's because I have toddlers. And it's always that I'm um, going through the... Um, I think of you when we're talking about this mindfulness and I think about, um, you know, how it's just good enough or the, the too hot, too cold and the right in the middle, that's kind of where you lie You're right in the middle where it's, you know, it's that good porridge, you know, it's not too hot, not too cold. <laughs> well done. That. You well done. That. Yeah. No, that's what it makes you think about for you. And for yeah. Me. That, <laughs> that skill that. of discerning what is the right for me is is the lesson of that fairy tale. I love that. So um, I want to thank you so much for being on the show and taking your time. And those watching, thank you. Um, thank you. So thanks again. <laughs> thank you. Um, and as I tell each one of you, make sure you find a mindful way each and every day. Have a wonderful day or evening, whatever that is for you. Thanks for listening to Mindfully Integrative with Dr. Damaris G. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed our show, support us by leaving a mindful review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite streaming site. If you would like to be a guest of our show or interview, email us at info at If you want to learn more about the resources mentioned in the podcast, you can find those in the show notes. To connect mindfully with Dr. Damaris G, reach her at www.damarismaria.com or connect via social media links. We appreciate your time connecting here with us. May your strength and peace within bring you more balance every day. Namaste.